It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and the Major League Baseball season. And BetOnline.net has all the action. In basketball, the playoff battles begin as teams prepare to make their run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing as we head into the summer. And let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. And BetOnline has you covered. BetOnline is the place to be for all your sports needs. Every sport every game, every matchup. If you love golf, MMA, horse racing, and championship boxing, they have it. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports. All sports, all the time. Plus, BetOnline.net has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline.net. Now you have McGregor fighting uh, Dustin Poirier, right? He's like a high-end prostitute, you know. Oh, like, really? You know, Tell me more about that. He's a he's a high-end <laughs> prostitute. Now people want to go out to on a date with him to show, hey, I have a pretty girl with me. He's the pretty girl, and after that, when you're with her, you can go show other girls. Be like, hey, I got this beautiful girl. You want to date me? That means fighter. <laughs> they fight him, but they don't understand. Kagamaga can have a one in three years, but he have to stay. What's up, everybody? You guys, welcome to this episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I'm your co-host, Triple C, a.k.a. Henry Cejudo. And I'm Mike Tyson. And who we got here today, Henry? Somebody very special, Henry. This is going to be a good one tonight, Henry. Yeah, no, it is, it is. But you're talking about the American dream. And every time I think of, of, of Ali, I think of the American dream. And I'm going to put him in the Arnold Schwarzenegger category because this man has done some extraordinary things. The one and only, the baddest manager on the planet, Ever. Ali, Ali. Abdelaziz. What's up, guys? Uh, Uncle Mike, thank you so much. Assalamualaikum, brother. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi It's always goosebump when I sit next to this legend, you know, and uh, having me on the same couch. So as happy him. to have you here, brother. Yeah. You're a you long brother. time, and you're very elusive. <laughs> I'm just trying to move. Try to move. Uh, what's up? Ah, uh, no. The thing is with with him, Mike, is I've known this. I've known Ali for woo, since about 2004. And this goes back because a lot of people just see Ali as a, as a manager. I mean, this guy, this guy went through the whole Olympic ranks of what it is in, in judo in Egypt, and uh, you know, being at the Olympic Training Center. I mean, you you, you want to kind of tell us a little bit of your story? Well, I know here, he, Ali? he's very attached to his fight. This is really close. <laughs> no, no. It, it, one of the things people don't know the way I met Henry, I was an athlete training for uh, for the Olympics at the Olympic Training Center, and I lived there, and Henry lived there. And um, it was, that was in 2004, 2003. And after that, I started fighting. What made you want to start doing that? I was doing judo all my life since when I was a kid, you know. And uh, and I come here for the U.S. Open, and I kind of stayed, and I never went back. And the U.S. team gave me an opportunity to train with them. And after that, I met Henry, and uh, and I, I become a professional fighter, like MMA fighter. I, I wasn't a great fighter. I was like a mediocre type of fighter. And Henry used to come to my fights when he was a wrestler, right? That's back in the days. And that's how I know Henry. I know Henry for a long time. And, you know, I fought for a little bit. And and after that, 
I transitioned to become a, you know, a manager. What do you think, him? You think about from where you first met him to now? What do you think oh, about him? Oh, man, it's like, I, like this, this, and I mean it when I say, when, when I say the American dream, I do think of Ali because, man, this, from what I, from, from the stories even that I've known, I know he used to be a bouncer in, in Colorado Springs. Come on, get the fuck out of here, I, man. I, 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 no, no, seriously, I'm going to tell you a story. Like, uh, you know, Daniel Cormier, DC and stuff like that? that? I got a job at this club, and this is a true story. And I used to be. They What's say, you the know, name of the club? It's called Rambe Nightclub, right? right? And I used to be the guy that said, "Where's this at?" It's in Colorado Springs. It's right. on a Tijuana Street. That's where the training center. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? And all the Olympic athletes come at night, and the military right. and stuff like that. And after that, one day, I was the guy who picked up the bottles, the cup. I was the bus boy, right? But you know, I, I come from a from a different place, and a, and a big fight broke down, and a lot of the guys with the Olympic Training Center. Big wrestler, big guy, stuff like that. I, you know, I did. I broke the fight. I did what I have to do. And the owner saw that. And the owner said, you know what? You're not a, you're not a busboy anymore. You're going to become a bouncer. And, uh, <laughs> but check this out. In two months, I become the head bouncer of the club. Daniel Cormier, Henry, Henry's coaches, they used to come to the club. Ali, please, can you let us in in the club? And I, and I was the head bouncer at this club for like four years. You know shit? Uh, I, I was the head bouncer. You remember that shit, Henry? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was, and, uh, and, uh, and I used to take care of all these guys when they come to the club and stuff like that. But I become from a busboy to a head bouncer like in three months. Well, this this what it was too with Ali, man. Like he became so notorious for being a bouncer. He was like the meanest bouncer. He used to pop people. He used to pop the head. <laughs> I, I, uh, but this back then. Back then I changed. I, I changed a lot of my ways. Because, you know, it used to be like coming this military guys come so angry and understand they was going through and they come and they want to fight. And, and, and it was, it was a little bit crazy. And, um, and after that, you know, the bounce on things is like, I think did it for three, four years and I become a fighter. And, uh, after that, I, and I, one of the things, uh, side job I used to have, I used to live at the Olympic training center, right? And this is a crazy story. In New York, they used to have the FUBU, the Nautica from Canal Street, all the knockoff stuff, like fake stuff. And a, a friend of mine, I was living at the Olympic Training Center with all the Olympic athletes. But on Sunday, I used to open back in my truck and I have like watches, FUBU, CV, CD, DVDs, everything. And that was my side hustle. Like and, I used, he, and I used to make money. I know that was the killer, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I used I'm to saying, make $3,000 a week back then. Consummate hustler, huh? Yes. But I was training, you know, in the Olympics, and I was a uh, bouncer, and I was selling DVDs. But I used to go all by the, you know, black barber shops, you know, and they used to, I used to go with the box. What's up? I got what you need, and uh, and everybody showed me a lot of love in Colorado Springs and Denver. Shout out to all these people, and um and I always like to work, you know, because I. You're just a little world traveler, huh? Holly. No, because I, be I, I, had, I had I had like twenty people in Egypt. I my mother, my sister, oh, my brother. Oh, you care of people. I, I had to take care of them. I know I, they have no income; they can't even eat. Like sometime when I was young, I couldn't. I I slept with with no food because we, like eight people, we lived in a two two bedroom apartment. My mother was sick. My father was older. The economy is bad, and we live we live in a slum. You know, we live in a slum. Uh, but the slum in Egypt is very different. It's not bad. It's 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 very religious, like very conservative, but people is very poor. And I come here really to kind of change their life and my life. And, and it worked out well for me. And I'm grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think the biggest thing with Ali, his turning point, 
and and, and talk about this a little bit, Alex. I know your story, man. Is it, it's kind of crazy. I'm talking about myself sitting next to him. I feel very no, I know, no, but this I feel is very no. Every, uh, trust me, Ali, everybody, everybody's intrigued because th- this man, Mike, the world is misunderstood. Why you know? do you say that? What is it about you, about him, that you know that no one else? Knows? No, because he's a passionate person. Oh, when you're with all Ali, see that. when you're with you Ali, that he's really passionate and crazy, and he loves his fighters. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's loyal, man. We have to be loyal to him. It's like they fight him, they fight all of us. Somebody fights me, they fight all of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk a little bit about uh about how Henzo how Henzo Gracie changed your. Pretty much, man. He 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 gave you the way, man. Yeah, I moved in here. I used to live in Petstein, New York. That's where I used to live. And uh, and I I trained out Hansel Gracie in Manhattan. I used to take the train, the A train, every day. Mike used to live. It was it was very rough, you know. And I, I was the only guy there. I look like I don't fit there, but realistically, no, I'm you African. look like you, you look like you black man. <laughs> I'm the, but I'm the original black man. People doesn't notice. I am original. I'm proud to be black. You understand, African. You know, anyway, I fought in Japan one time and I lost. And uh, at this point, I didn't have any money. I didn't have nothing going on for me. And Henzo Gracie, I used to help him in the gym, right? Henzo Gracie is a legend. And uh, and he's very much, you know, I used to help guys around the gym. Like they fighting in the small shows for free. I make no money. And Henzo said, hey, I want to come back. I'm fighting the UFC. And that was in 2009. I said, okay. And I'm back then. My English, my accent was so heavy. And he's like, no, no, I want you to help me reach out to the UFC. I said, bro, I never, I don't know these people. He's like, and uh, somebody said, talk to Joe Silva. And uh, I talked to Joe Silva. I said, no, no, this is above my big grade. You need to talk to Dana White. I don't know. I know who he is, but I don't know him, you know. Reach out as assistant, set up a meeting. But I think everything was set up already because Hanzo Gracie was attached to Sheikh Tahnoun, who at the time owned 10% of the UFC. And we had to go to Vegas. And that was my first meeting with UFC people. Normally, you meet the matchmaker. You couple, have a couple champion. You meet Dana, you know. Um, and after that was Lorenzo Fatita sitting down, who become a very close friend of mine, a mentor of mine, and Dana also. And we went in there. I said, hey, if you want to have me there, Hanzo, you can't say nothing. And Hanzo said, what, the, what are you talking about? So just, and Dana started talking and stuff like that. But everybody said, Dana White was a scumbag. He was the lowest of the lows, right? People told me that, hey, man, be careful. This guy is bad. And after that, the guy was generous. They have food for us. They have drinks and everything. And it was in the office. And he would start talking. I said, you know what, man? I don't care what everybody said about you. And, everybody, and he's like, what everybody said about me? And I said, uh, <laughs> I said man, like, uh, Lorenzo said, no, no, we want to know. I said, everybody see you an asshole. And everybody started laughing, you know. And since this day... <laughs> Uh, you know, Dana White is uh, who's somebody I look up to and become friends. We make the deal, hands of up. And this is how I got connected to this UFC thing, you know. And I become a promoter after that. And, and when you become a promoter, Dana become your enemy, right? And I, I got this blessing, him and Lorenzo, and let me become a promoter at one point. And that's how I kind of started my UFC run, you know. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because he had that, he took that. It was Hensel Gracie, and, and Hensel Gracie, he comes from the Gracie family. He's found the UFC. He's one of the pioneers of the sport of uh, of, of mixed martial arts. And, man, now you're kind of paving the way forward now, Ali. Like, look at, he's, he's been able to hand you the baton. But 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 in reality, Hensel didn't need me as a manager. Hensel really wanted to help me out. Hensel kind of got the best manager. He didn't need nothing, right? But he really opened the door for me. 
to start a career. And I'm always going to be grateful to him. I'm always going to be loyal to him. You know, he's without him, I wouldn't be here. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people talk about loyalty too much. And, and sometimes it makes me upset because loyalty, loyalty is not just talk. It's action. You understand? And, uh, and that's one thing I, I really take pride of, you know, just uh, like being loyal. Like, like, like you know, and uh, sometimes I do stuff out of character for just getting angry at someone, like rob somebody or did something wrong to somebody or just say something about somebody. You remember the night we was watching the fight together? <laughs> in Vegas. Even though, even though you want to attack somebody. No, it's, just, it's, just, uh, it's just passionate, you know, but I'm not saying it's right, but this is about it, you know. Yeah. How, how did you guys, how did, when did you guys first meet, Mike? Do you remember? Listen, the how, long was that met, how long ago was it that yeah, I met you? A while, like five years at least. Five, Probably five or six years. Five, six years. Um, it's, I, the way we met, uh, I don't know if you want to say or you want me to say. Uh, you just say it. Uh, Rob, I know Rob. Because Rob was old. Rob, I think I see you before. I used to come to the um, UFC fights all the time. Yeah, we, we met there one time. When I was always coked out of my mind. Fat Mike I used to come hang out all the time. Check this out. I never in my life ask a celebrity, an actor, like give me like a photo or do a photo with me or something like that. I think Mike Tyson was the only guy who sounded like a famous guy in my life to ask for a photo. And every time I meet him, I, I would take a photo and I'll, and I'll post it. It's like a bragging right. Hey, I know Mike Tyson. Like the whole thing is people, I was talking to Prince Khaled, who's the, you met him before. He's he, who's the guy putting on Anthony Joshua, uh, uh, the Gypsy King. What's his name? A Tyson Fury. A Tyson Fury fight, right? And um, we was talking actually three days ago. I said, you know, I met so much celebrity, Tom Brady, this, this, this. I said, the only guy going publicly Worldwide, not only in America, like Tom Brady, people know him in America. He's famous in America, right? But I'm talking about an international global superstar. You know, Muhammad Ali is the good, but I think Mike Tyson, he's the most famous, most recognized human on this planet today. They are it's, gods. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's not Michael Jordan. Wow. It's not Michael Jackson. Listen, it's not Muhammad Ali. And I Muhammad my Ali. Kids and my kids don't believe that. My no, kids no. don't believe that. <laughs> but I'm just crazy. telling you. I'm going to tell you something. I got to bring my wife we, and my we, kids We had here. dinner. We, I'm going to tell you Holy this. Holy shit. I keep talking, brother. But I just got to bring my wife and kids. Yeah, They're, bring it up. They are. My wife and it's, kids it's don't not, believe this shit. It's not even like people in Africa who don't have water. They know Mike Tyson. People... Living in a mansion in Kings, they know Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is not an icon. Mike Tyson has become a culture, as a lifestyle, right? You know, everybody want to be like Mike, right? And even Mike, and and I now I thought about it, right? We had dinner at the Circa Hotel, and I, and I see something very different, right? Normally, people know Tom Brady. I wish Brady. my children were here. Go ahead, keep uh, talking. But this is true. This is honest. Wallahi, this is the truth. And uh, and I see. And eight years old, say hello to Mike. We went to the circle. We come out at dinner. I went with Habib, with Dana White to dinner, with, with Giannis. You know, Giannis, the basketball. I was with him last week. I never see in my life the whole entire hotel. People love their table, gambling. They playing. They, guys was doing a sports book. We have at least 2,000 people surrounding Mike from four different generations, from eight years old, oh, six shit. years old, Where's 50 years old, at, 20 years old. But, but check this out. But I'm talking about <laughs> people from four different generations. They know Mike Tyson. You understand? If you put on a 
Mike Tyson fight versus Coca-Cola bottle. I wish my kids would come If he put on a Mike Tyson fight versus a Coca-Cola bottle, will be the biggest fight in history every time, right? And this is why how Mike Tyson is five different generations know Mike Tyson, right? I think Mike Tyson is a brand forever. My you know kids, hey, my kids are saying Magic Johnson, Madonna, uh, Prince, wow, Michael. Man. Nobody knows this guy. That's how it is, <laughs> My kids are killing me at and, home. And, I, and one, one thing, too. <laughs> Mike Tyson is, you know, Muslim, the Muslim world is 1.7 1, 1. billion Muslim, right? Oh, and they're all Mike Tyson fans. But even people, Jewish, Christian, Hebrews, uh, atheists, they all love Mike. Well, I, I love it's only one Mike, too, you know, I'm because lost. you can get the nice Mike, the crazy Mike. It's, no, it's, it's, this guy is gone. Man. I don't know who I am now. But, but it's the truth. Mike. Remember when we went to Circle? I yeah. saw this. I saw like eight years old, seven uh, years old, four years old, nine, 18 years old kids was coming to yeah. life, right? And this is kind of like when we sit in here, we're like nothing. You understand what this daughter's going to think. I have a 12-year-old daughter. She's going to think I paid you. I'm <laughs> That's what I, I tell Mike all the time, man. I feel like, you know, I feel like uh, Muhammad Ali, man, gave Pashi the baton, Mike. You know, I think a lot of fighters feel that. You know, do you do you feel that, Mike? Henry, I just don't want to be imprisoned by that. You know, some people get imprisoned by that person or that stigma or that energy whatever it is. I don't want to be in prison by that. I want to be able to hang out with you like this at a restaurant or somewhere. But, you know, you, your last fight. That's what right? I want. And, and I'm not yeah. trying to switch this topic to you, but I have to. Like, at 57 years old, uh, your last fight, right? Yeah. 54. At the, the 54, whatever, 60, whatever, how old you are, right? <laughs> ain't that old. I, I, but I'm talking about you going in there looking in this phenomenal shape. You know how many people you inspire? It wasn't only about the, the money. How many people got inspired in your age or even 20 years younger to be like, wow, if he can do it at 50, in the 50s, I'm in my 20s. I have to. Hey, I lost 100 pounds in four months. I saw it. I saw it. I was eating. The, I was going to dinner with you and we hung out. I saw it. But the whole thing is, is this is a, it take a, it's just a, it's just a different kind of power and it's inspiring right? I said, fuck, I can't have Mike Tyson look better than me. Well, you can't change the world <laughs> unless you change yourself. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. know? It is. It is. That's awesome. Well, I'll leave. Uh, can, can you, you know, for the fans that are, for all the viewers that are watching here, can you, can you name some of the athletes that you currently are representing now? Man, uh, you know, I, I represent that. Well, name the ones you don't represent. You got so many of them, right? <laughs> name the ones. You know, like, like, you know, I represent, you know, as you know, Kamaru, uh, Khabib, the Triple C, Henry Sahuru, Justin Gaethje, I Prince uh, Islam Makhachev, Daniel Darush, he just beat Tony Ferguson, uh, Marvin Vittori is fighting Israel Adesanya for the title, uh, Derek Bronson, who's the number one contender after him, Brad Tavares, uh, uh, Anthony Rambo Johnson, uh, so many guys. Yeah. Frankie, is he a heavyweight now, Anthony Johnson? Uh, he's a light heavyweight, yeah. You met Anthony, remember? Yes. Yeah. Anthony Johnson, he just knocked out a guy unconscious uh, last week. He's dead, right? You know, he, he almost killed. You know, he's a very dangerous, and he haven't fought for four years. And come back, looking great, shape, and knocked out a guy like that, right? Corey Anderson, you know. K Kayla, I have a lot of guys. Kayla I'm, Harrison? Kayla, two-time Olympic champion. The GOAT, Kayla Harrison. Um, Giga. You know, yeah. Kevin Gaslin, so many, so many. Verdum, you know, so many. Um, Kayla, the West Kayla. She, I know Kayla. Kayla, she, she did. She was the PFL for yeah, one she, she was PFL right now. Um, 
I'm, I see here on the list we're going to talk about her later. She, yeah. I, I believe she's the GOAT. At least. I like to see her fight somebody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, speaking about that, uh, Kayla Harrison and Clarissa Shields, what, what's your take on that, Mike? I don't know. I don't know. I want to see Clarissa fight a UFC fight. You yeah. know, I, I don't know if we're going to go gonna by order or what. She's going to be a total striker. She's going to be a grappler as well. This is what I think about. If you don't know both, you don't stand a chance. This is what I think about. Like, a, It's easier from a wrestler to become a good striker, but it's harder from a striker to become a good wrestler. What's your predictions in that fight if they ever do fight? Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's a big brother, a little sister, big sister. I think uh, uh, in in in, a, in sixty second, Kayla will smash her face <laughs> in. It, was, it, it wouldn't be close. I tell you what, though, you that's know. two Olympic gold medals in the, the whole thing is, that'd be that, crazy. You know, it's no disrespect to Carissa. Right, it's right. level to this, and there I don't is. think Carissa there just is. getting her feet wet. You know, like she is a two time Olympic gold medalist. Kayla Harrison is a two time Olympic gold medalist. But Kara's nine and one, nine and zero. Oh. She's been doing this for three years. She's a world champion already. She's if you want to compare, she's tough. She's if you want to compare, said who win? Amanda Nunes, Dana White sees the goat. I think Dana's wrong, and no disrespect, Dana. I think Kayla Harrison is the pound for pound the greatest woman on the planet today. I think she's tough. I'm, she's a two-time Olympic champion. Nobody lasts around with her, and the whole thing is Amanda Nunes. She's on the end tail of her career. I don't think she can stop Kayla's takedowns. I think she's in the NFL. I think her is just blossoming. I, I think Amanda Nunes is like, you know. What do you think, Henry? Man, I think I, the way she's been looking, Ali. She's blossoming, I, I, right? Yeah, Mike is right. But, but but the whole thing is she's fighting people. They're not, they not supposed to be there for her. She's not fighting Kayla Harrison. She's what not are the fighting... chances, Ali, that, that maybe Dana White allows the cross-promotion of a PFL versus a UFC? Listen. A ballot. You, you think that'll ever be doable? Uh, I have to be the money. Uh, I, I, I think to to. I don't think will be ever doable because the UFC is so far ahead of everybody. They on ESPN. They have billions dollar deal. They sort of everybody. It makes no sense for Dana White. It makes sense for Dana White to say Kayla Harrison is going to become a come a free agent in Nova in December, right? It's her last year as PFL, and I'm not saying she's going to leave PFL because I'm loyal to these guys. I like these guys, right? But in a way, there's nobody left for her to beat. And Kayla, she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Her mental is different. She want to be the greatest, right? She got to fight Nunez. She got to fight. We have to find a way to fight Nunez. A cyborg first than Nunez. You I know like what? Mike Mike Mike, 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 Mike is the man. Listen, I, you know, I like cyborg. I think she's amazing. But I don't think any of these girls stand a chance with Kayla. I like to see her fight cyborg. You know, I don't. But in a way, because yeah. cyborg is in Bellator. Amanda Nunez in the UFC. Kayla, I can see... PFL doing a co-promotion with Bellator before they do. But I'm just, I'm telling you, she she's a different I animal. Her, I want to see her fight again yeah. against yeah. the type of match. Yeah, it's, uh, you know. Let's go ahead and move the subject here, Ali. I want to talk a little bit about Khabib. Obviously, you saw the fight with, uh, with Oliveira and Chandler. How would you match up Oliveira against a Khabib? Because I feel like I, I, I got my two cents to say, but I want to hear it from the man. Listen, just, just I think Khabib, Khabib is the greatest fighter of all the time. You know, the man never lost a round. Uh, barely lost, never, never got a black eye in a fight. Never got cut. And you see UFC fight like savages. They bleeding, they hurting, they breaking the arm. The, the man never been touched, right? Mike Chandler versus Oliveira. That was the, 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 the fifth place at the Olympics fighting the seventh. It's not even the bronze medals of the gold medals. They two guys... 
The, yeah. the UFC, Dana White is such a smart guy. The best guy there is Justin Gaethje, uh, Dustin Poirier. You know, this is the best two guys. But he said, Charles Oliveira never fought Khabib. Uh, Mike Chandler never fought Khabib. If yeah. I make this fight fight each other, be like, oh, they never lost to Khabib, right? I can have a champion without a mark on him. But realistically, you know, Charles Oliveira, he's a good fighter. You know, it's a difference between Lennox Lewis was a good fighter. Mike Tyson is a great fighter. He's a legend, yeah. right? Yeah. Charles Oliveira is a good fighter. Khabib is a great fighter. He's, and he's, he's a level to this, you know? How, what, would you, what would you prediction in that 5-3-2 fight? How do you think Khabib wins? Uh, Khabib in, 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 inside, inside one round. Inside one round, I think Khabib smash him. He make him question himself. Because Charles Oliveira always question himself. He breaks, right? And I think Khabib, this is his bread and butter. He make people question himself. And He's really a ferocious is, man. Is there anything that'll get Khabib to come back? Because I know we had talked about it earlier. Is a George St. Pierre fight, will that ever entice Khabib to come back? I, I'm going to break some news here. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, 10 days ago, Dana White called me. And he said, George St. Pierre, he said he will fight Khabib. Non-title fight, 165 pounds. But in a way... We've been waiting for George. I like George. He's my friend. I like George. Be, I like to. We, we got to get George here, you know. Uh, we've been waiting for George for four or five years. I'm coming. I'm not coming. And He has some shit going on for a minute. It, you know, it, it's just, at the end of the day, the UFC want to make him to fight the lightweight. He want to do it welterweight. Khabib was the lightweight champion. But now said, hey, Khabib is retired. I'm retired. What about coming back and fight Khabib now? But, you know. Khabib got offered one hundred million dollars after he's retired to fight Floyd Mayweather. One hundred million. Is that crazy, buddy? One hundred million. You can ask Floyd. You can ask everybody. And Khabib said, "No, I'm retired." I told my mother, "I'm retired." I did. You know, I'm gonna keep my work to my mother, right? If my mother told me to fight again, maybe I will. But right now, she told me not to fight. You know, he come from a Muslim culture. We respect our mother very dearly. You know, we can't go to heaven without our mother' permissions. And George now, he wanted to come uh, and fight Khabib, right? And in a way, to be honest, like, as a human, I don't want to see George and Pierre in this. He's 40 years old today. It's his birthday, right? Uh, you know, Khabib is a, is a 30 years, you know, he's, he's a, the man wrestled bears and alligators and lions. And, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, like, why? Um, they both have the same game, but Khabib is much younger, more, more ferocious, you know. And I, I don't think it will be even a fair fight. It will make fans want to see it. Though. Fans want to see it. Yes, the fans got to give the fans it. what they want. What's your, what's your take? If you're to see uh, Khabib and George St. Pierre, Mike, what do you? How do you think that? How do you think that fight turns out? I don't know. I haven't seen George fight. He was he stopped fighting longer than um, Khabib did, didn't he? Yeah. Listen, he, when was the last time he fought? Four, four years ago. I don't know. That's he's what, four years old. Khabib is thirty-two years old. You know, I don't think the age man has desired, but it could be. I think it's invincible. But I have an idea, and you, you know, I think you're a great promoter yourself. I think your you, your brain, you have the best brain in come to martial art or fighting. George St. Pierre, he wanted to come back. He wanted someone untouchable, right? That's true. The pound for pound king right now, the Af the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman, the man never lost. Fight in the UFC, never got touched in the UFC. He smashed everybody, right? The same way the judge. In the way, if you want to come back and fight somebody invincible like you want, hey. Are they the same way? They're the same way, yeah. Same way, come same back. Everything. George St. Pierre can come back, 
fight Kamara Usman, I'll be more than happy. The UFC will be more than happy. And it will be a, such a huge fight, right? But this, this, is, this is what I, don't, this is what I don't get about it. George St. Pierre, Mike. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, the dude trains every day. The dude's, the dude's uh, constantly in the gym. Like He, he trains the, like he's, he's like never Floyd. retired. Yeah. Rat. You see what yeah. I'm saying? If you're going to do all Khabib that, Mike. Khabib is a gym rat, too. Yeah, he's always if you're going to do all that, Mike, and then you want a big fight, I think that's going to determine who the GOAT no, is. But no, as no. of now, I agree with you, Ali. Kamaru Osman broke the record of George St. Pierre. He had more winning streak than him at welterweight division. If you want to fight, Kamaru Osman will fight him. No problem. I, I know, think that's the fight that should happen. But I think George also smart. You know, Kamaru Osman, we see him, uh, how he dismantled George uh, Amos Fadal. And, and George, did he want to get hurt, get knocked out like that at this age of his life? Maybe not, you know. Maybe he thinks George think he is a natural walkaway, right? He's a natural walkaway. Yes. All right, I'm gonna let you have it then. How do you see the predictions of Usman versus GSP if they're to fight? I, I think it's a good fight. I think George still train. He's in shape, but I, I think Kamaru knock him out. I, I really do. I, I this is why George will not take uh, a fight. We gotta do this fight. Woo, you, know, you heard it here. Say, tell him, Mike. We gotta do this fight. Cause I, George, you know, you know I love that. George, but I think Kamaru. I think Kamaru right now will knock anybody out. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Kamaru will become from George is hard to hit though. He is hard to hit. He have great wrestling. I think it's an intriguing fight. The ground game is awesome. So he has very good ground game. But so is Usman. Honestly, it's 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 a really good fight because I know Kamaru is thirty four. They're not big in age. They're not, you know. I think it's an intriguing fight. I don't think George is going to get killed because I think George, we never really see anybody kill George, right? Yeah, you never see anybody kill George. He's very smart. He fought a lot of great fighters, though. He fought a lot of great fighters, but I'm just telling you, if you're going to compare who's the greatest welterweight all the time now, you cannot say George St. Pierre because George St. Pierre been a split decision, been in close fight. Kamaru no, Osman he, is killing everybody. Yeah, he's, he's been knocked out and submitted before, too. And he he been knocked out, he's been submitted. Kamaru has not been touched, right? And I think... That's just experience. If you want to come back and make... You know, that knockout, that stuff is just experience. Yeah, but in a way, Kamaru have not been there. But he have more winning in the welterweight division, winning streak than George. Who going to claim... Like, like, like we talk about, John... We talk about gold conversation, right? Right now. John Jones, Kamaru... Kamaru Usman. ESPN ring Kamaru Usman is the number one pound for pound, right? John said, I am. I think it's Kamaru Usman is. Because John Jones have split decision last three fights. All close fights, right? And Kamaru Usman is just killing people in the last three fights, right? Yeah. And in a way, John Jones have not fought for a year and a half. Kamaru Usman he fought three months and t- three times in ten months. I tell you what, Ali. You know what I would love because he's been so dominant, Mike Kamaru has been so dominant in the Welch. I mean, he's been knocking. I mean, there's no. But he's lapping people. He, he, in reality, he is. Me as his brother, I talked to him a couple of days ago. Actually, yesterday I talked to him yesterday. I think he should go up, man. I think I think I think it's time for him to go up and fight for another t- title, he, another belt. Nah, let him fight George St. Pierre. If George St. Pierre up. comes, Mike, but if he doesn't come, he's already lapped there. But who's I, next? Kobe Covington? I, I agree. I agree with Mike. I think the fight to make is George St. Pierre. I, I do agree with Mike. Yeah, George's gotta fight. Why is he even playing around with it? You know, listen, time is not. I don't inside. think he's gonna kill George. I think it'll be a good fight. Do you think he'll knock him? I think George will fight real smart. Yeah, but that's up to George. Hey, well, if you have a message for George right now, what do you tell him? <laughs> I say face this. If this one of his fears is something, I think he should face it. 
And I don't think it's going to turn out as bad as he think it is either. I think he's going to do okay. Damn, Fish there you have it. Fish there you have yeah. it, GSP. You're hearing it from my Iron Mike Tyson. What's and, up? And, and, I, and, I, and I love George. I respect him. But in a way, like, if you want to fight Khabib, you go ahead and fight Kamara Usman. I mean, yeah, I think he should fight. That's regular his natural weight, those two guys. Exactly. exactly. Nobody got to come up. Nobody has to come down. Exactly. Because you know as a boxing, Mike, you go up five pounds. <laughs> For a little pounds, guy, that's a lot of weight. Huge difference. Like if you 120 and this guy's 125, that's a lot of weight. Yes. That's a lot of weight. Yes. Well, Kamaru Usman, is this next fight against uh, Kobe Covington? I, I really have to talk about this fight because now we talk, when Kamaru broke, you know, Kamaru broke his jaw, right? Uh, you know, he he knocked him out. Uh, Covington? Know, yeah, he broke his jaw. Took the title from him, right? Yeah, no. No, they were fighting for the... Uh, uh, Kobe Covington was fighting for... Us- Usman already had the title. Kamaru beat Woodley, and after that, he was defending his title against Kobe. Since Kamaru beat Kobe, Kamaru defended his title three times. Oh, yeah. In 10 months. Kobe fought three times in three years, and he fought one time after Kamaru beat him. And he beat Woodley... Woodley is not in the UFC anymore, right? As a champion, normally the champion that won weight. He's very active. Right now, Kamaru broke your jaw, knocked you out. You should have stayed active to prove, hey, I deserve it, right? Right now, nobody deserves nothing. Nobody deserves nothing. If Marvin Vettori fight in Israel Adesanya June 12th, right? You know, from Kings, right? If Marvin Vettori win. I talked to him today. If Marvin Vettori win. He will fight yes. Kamaru. Yeah. I know Kamaru don't want to fight Israel because they both, they're both friends. They're from Nigeria. And I don't get involved with that. If, if they're friends, I'm never going to push him to fight his friend if you don't want to, right? But Marvin Vettori is not his friend. Kamaru can go up and fight Marvin Vettori for the middleweight title. Oh, shit. If he's your friend, you're supposed to fight. You help him get some money. Yeah, but listen, I, 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 this is what part of my practice is, right? If two if you, guys... If you're my friend and you really care about me and I care about you, we should fight and get some money. Well, yeah, how but, are we going to make some money this, if we don't fight? This is fight? old school mentality. You know, you know how are yeah. we going to fight? We going to rob somebody now? Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I, so I'm kind of with Mike on this one. I'm going to risk going to jail now for a little money. We can fight right here for a couple yeah. hundred thousand. It's the same reason million. why you fought Roy Jones. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Listen, I, 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 this is the mentality I like. I agree with you. And I think the fight to make is Kamaru's money. Easy if he wins or Marvin is who wins. This is what I think. Or... George, George Champion. Yeah, that's that that's that golden match right there. Yeah. He can go to Canada and sell out fifty thousand arena with this fight. I mean he's speaking of everybody's talking about Kamaru. Now what who is it? Jake Paul? Jake we're talking about Jake Paul again, Mike. He wants a Fuck. piece of Kamaru too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Could you ever see a fight with Kamaru and Jake Paul aligning in boxing? In I don't see that shit. You wanna see it, Mike? You're going listen, um, to me, it's going to be so much fucking money. How can you turn it down? Mike's a businessman. Uh, uh, he does way more money than twice or three times as much more in the uh, UFC. How is he going to be able to turn it down? Me and uh, <clears throat> true. Me and me and Kamara and Dana discussed that last Monday. We had a meeting actually. We we, t- we had dinner. Listen, Jake Paul is a young kid. You know he's he's making hype for himself. I can't hate on him. You know, make your money. But I feel, you know, Jake Paul doesn't have a promoter. Don't have a promoter. You know, my opinion right now, the greatest promoter of comeback history right now is Dana White, right? The UFC have 120 country distribution pay-per-view. They have platform, right? Dana White is not going to go promote a fight. 
And what's the name of the website? Which website? Yeah. Thriller? The, the, Thriller? Yeah, whatever. Whatever this Thriller thing is, right? They're going to go ahead and... Per, Dana White himself, he's a he's a real billionaire. Yeah, I'm not. Right? I'm, not, I'm yeah. gonna stick with Dan if they fucking with Trevor. I'm really you know, you know what I'm saying. It's, but yeah. I'm talking. Forget about we like, we don't like. But he's the baddest, the greatest. He's gonna make you the most money. If Jake Paul wanna make real money, he, like Floyd, right? When yeah. Floyd wanted to make money, it was McGregor. Who's the promoter? Dana White was the promoter, right? Dana White used the UFC machine to promote the fight, become big, become huge, right? Yeah. And if Jake Paul right now. He doesn't have contract with the letter. If he really want make fight a UFC fighter, because now the trend to fight Kamaru Usman to fight the UFC fighter. These guys act like they're billionaires, the trailer guys, but they're not billionaires. Dana White's a real billionaire. The UFC is a billion dollar company. You align yourself with people who's gonna make you the most money and also gonna give you the platform, right? And these guys they've been losing money ever since they saying they sold 1.6 million. The second day of the fight. How are you going to pay-per-view business? You don't get the number for 30, oh, 40 shit. days. I see Mike right? shaking his head, man. What's up, Mike? Say it, Mike. They didn't get, they didn't get that many. They, they, no, they lie. Yeah. They, they lie is a form of promote, promoting, right? But you can't lie like that. Because when you lie like that, I'm going to be like, my fighters, you have to pay Jake Paul $40, $50 million because you said 1.5, right? But they're creating a fake hype. But fake hype can last for so long, right? You have to be honest when you do business, right? When you say, hey, I sold 500,000 pay-per-view, okay, that's what you sold. It, 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 it doesn't matter, but in a way, I don't know these guys. And you should know him. You can't be talking shit about Dana White is the biggest troll. He, he's the, he never you lose public feud, and now this guy's talking about him. Yeah. You can't be him. If you talk about him, he wants his name in the paper. Don't talk about this guy. Yeah, for sure. But in a way, like I say, if, if Jake Paul or these guys, they want to make, they want to fight Kamaru or something like that, they have to knock on Dana White's door. They can't come to me because I'm not the promoter. I'm the manager. I'll make the deal on Kamara's behalf. But in a way, yes. If if Jake Paul want to get his ass whooped by an, an African line, he can come and get it because at the end of the day, um, he will mail to this guy. Yeah. So speaking about fights, Ali, what is missing to make this fight happen with uh, John Jones and uh, Francis Nungano, man? And then I want to know your predictions. First, how is it that this fight can kind of flourish? And then what's your take? And also you, Mike. I want to know your two two cents on that. You can go ahead, Mike, first. I don't know. I don't see this fight going too well for John. Because the guy's size, his aggression, his improvement over the years he's been in the UFC. And I would think, what would John do? Would he put on more weight? Or would he fight him yesterday at 170? Uh, no, John Jones. John Jones is about 250 already. The dude is already. He's but it's not really weight. weight. It's not real weight. It's fake weight. What is it? What what has to be done for that fight to take place, man? Since like, I, like, I know like, you're super close to Dana. John's gonna have to box him, move, jab, punch him. Yeah, but before he does all that, how can this fight take place? I, I think this is what what happened here. You know, John is he's very much take matter of his own hand, right? You pay people to work for you to to get deals done to do this, and John he decided to go public with Dana about money, right? I think big people, big pe- real people, real people don't talk about money in public. You talk about money, the USD and Lorenzo, these guys are real gangsters, you know? You don't talk to gangsters about money in public, about problem, but you go sit down behind closed door, man to man, and talk about your problem, right? You're going to agree and disagree, but when a fighter starts talking about money publicly, you make yourself cheap. You mm-hmm. make yourself cheap. 
Did John Jones deserve money? Yeah, I think John Jones deserved a lot of money. I agree with him. All fighters have to be paid. If you give him 10, 10 million, he say he want 20. If you give him 30, they want 60. This is the nature of the business, right? But I think the, the problem with John Jones, Dana White, it's it's a Dana's a harder headed too. And if you go public feud with him, he's gonna beat you every time, right? You know, and in a way, now Dana's saying about he's gonna fight Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou. When he wins, he's gonna fight Stipe. John is not even in the conversation. John is 30, 35 years old. He's not any younger. The UFC is making money every day, every day. And the person who's not making money is John Jones. And you can buy anything in life, anything except one thing, time. You cannot buy time back, right? Yeah, we're and limited, I think Sean, we're with it. Sean is like, he has to get personal with Dana, sit down with him and talk with him, right? And Dana is so easy to, to work with. It's not as hard. People think Dana White is such a monster, is a savage. He used to be. But now the new Dana White is actually is very level-headed. Is he a teddy bear, though? Huh? Is he a teddy bear? He's not no fucking... He's not no teddy bear, Dana. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. He's no. more calm. He's more understanding. But in a way, you want to you wanna go like that with him. You understand? Yeah. You're never going to win because the UFC is going to move on and make money, put shows on every year. You're the one losing time. I, w- I hope... I want to see this fight happen between him and Francis. I think it's a big fight, you know? But I wish John Jones start going public with this. Go meet Dana, have dinner with him, and try to... A lot of people reach out to me. I say, why you don't manage John? Why you don't manage John? I, I talked to John before a couple of times. But in a way, if I manage somebody, I'm going to be like, yo, you got to sit down. You got to trust me. Like Khabib, like Kamaru, like Henry. Let me do my job. You pay me. I, a manager works for the fighter. I'm an employee by the fighter. I'm not the star, but you pay me to do this. Let me do my job. But I think John is the type of guy... Want to take matter in his own hand on Twitter and Instagram, and this is—you he, are—he's a legend. He should not do that. And him fighting Francis, it's hard not to bet on Francis win. Yeah, it's, it's, his hands. His hands know. are hot. It's—it's it's just Francis. He's just—it's—it's dangerous everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. With him, you know, yeah. and uh, he possesses this kind of power. Jean doesn't possess. Smart too. Yeah, well, getting smarter over the years. What's your predictions, Mike? What's your predictions, Jones? Nungano, next year, who, who who wins it? Who take who takes on? They gonna fight again before they fight someone else. Fight I don't think this fight is gonna happen. I, right? I think Francis Nungano Hypothet- is gonna fight Derek Lewis. No, for sure. But hypothetically, what do you think? Mike? I want to see them fight again. I want to see Jones fight. I didn't like Jones' last fight. It was very complicated. Yeah. He fought the Arabian guy. Yeah, I yeah. believe. Uh, what about you, Ali? What's your take on uh, this? It's, it's hard. Listen to me, John is he's, he's a winner. You know, he's, he never lost in the UFC. He's and, a winner. That's what, and that's what's he, scary. He, he's a winner. He always finds a way to win. But in a way, Francis is so dangerous. And and John, lately, he's, this guy's catching up to him. He's close fight. He's been in close fight against the guys getting knocked out. Like the guy who split decision, two of them. They both got knocked out in the, in the second round by some guys not even this good. Jean, right? And I think, I don't know if Jean putting on this weight is going to help him. Or it's gonna slow him down because John is not a fast guy. He's not a, a fast, explosive. He's long. He uses range well. It's it's. Listen, John is a winner, but Francis Ngannou is a killer. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's a fight for sure. We all want to see, and I hope this fight can happen. Of course, it will. Man. It will. Of 
course, man. Wow, man. Uh, Ali, man. Any, any, any new projects? Any closing thoughts here, man? That you wanna, that you wanna share with with the people? Uh, you know, I. Uh, we talk about Krista Shield. You know, I think she need. They need to take her time with her. Mm -hmm. She's making her debut. I wish her the best of luck. She always tweeting me. She think I don't like her, but <laughs> I like her. You know, she's a sister. I wanted to see her to do well, but uh, but I think people need to take her time with her. You understand? Yeah. Uh -huh. Don't rush her. The way I built Kill Harrison. Yeah. I brought her. She was O and O. Now she's nine and O. Uh, so awesome. You cannot let you cannot allow the promoter to push you. I believe you know the greatest female fighter on the planet today is Kill Harrison. You know, and Mike, you guys talked before. You know, we talked about Kamaru Osman and Masvidal fight. We didn't we didn't talk about this fight. What do you, what do you think about this fight, Mike? The Masvidal fight. Um, he just so he's too much for him. You know. Yeah, from the first fight, Ali, to now, it's like Kamaru just turned into another animal, another monster. I think what happened is Kamaru, the first fight, he took this fight on five days' notice. He left, went home, and they called me and said, hey, let's make this fight happen. And very much, it was everybody said, excuse, Masvidal take this fight on six days' notice. Kamaru did too, you know? Mm -hmm. But I feel everybody comes with this Masvidal hype, right? You know, Masvidal knocked out Ben Askren, but you see what happened to Ben Askren, right? Ben Askren is not this guy who's, uh, you know, uh, he, he's an okay fighter, but yeah, he's not fight, a great fighter. different than But I'm Masvidal. talking about people, and when you see Masvidal, fight week come with rappers, cars, Bentley, Rose Rises. You know what I did with Kamaru? We stay at the fighter hotel. We close the doors. Nobody can hang out with us. We train, eat, and sleep. He was out in town videos and you become more of a show not a fight right when you come to fight kamaru usma who's a you know cold-blooded killer he's a killer right you have to have some focus you understand you want to come with this fasashi ropes and all this stigma you know what i'm saying it's only one floyd mayweather you understand this is him everybody want to be floyd mayweather but the bank account is have maybe a million dollars you know, or maybe less. He can't be Floyd. And Floyd is a master. He already used to this type of a pressure, right? But when you get a guy like Masvidal with these rappers, he have like rappers and this and girls and all this kind of stuff. He's a great fighter. He's a, he's a good guy. I don't know him. Seem like Exciting. Seem like a good... But I'm talking about when you see all these people, your whole Cuban Spanish community on your back, but you're not there yet. You're not the champion, right? It put pressure on the fighters, right? And I, I advise when you see your team or your management, whatever, want to put this kind of pressure on you. said, no, no, no. I got to focus. Fight week. Let me focus. Let me. And I locked Kamaru in the room. I'm not joking. It was nobody, no pictures, because I know it's such an important fight for his legacy in his life. You cannot lose to this guy. You understand? And we went in there. Kamaru have an amazing training camp. Trevor Wolfman, who's actually a boxing coach, make his hand looking sharp. And we went in there. It was a fight. We killed or be killed, right? But I feel Masvidal went there. He's a fighter. He's a real fighter. But he has so much distractions, too. Yes. Speaking about, uh, what's your take on the lightweight division right now with Justin Gaethje, man? How everything's kind of planned out. Because I, I almost feel like he got, he got, you know, they, they kind of neglected him a little bit. The only guy that's really been uh, him is, has been Khabib. What's your take on Gaethje? Where does he fit in the picture? At, at, at I think, week? listen, I th now you have McGregor fighting uh, Dustin Poirier, right? You know, they're going to fight each other. Uh, 
probably McGregor gonna quit again, you know, because he's a quitter. <laughs> he quit. I know last time I, I I was on your podcast I killed him, but I I he's he's for to me he's irrelevant, you know. Okay, I you remember know. telling him. Like, he's, he's he's irrelevant now. He's he's a guy like. He's like a high-end prostitute. You know? Oh, really? Tell me more about that. He's a, he's a high-end <laughs> prostitute. Now people want to go out to Anadit with him to show, hey, I have a pretty girl. He's the pretty girl. And after that, when you're with her, you can go show other girls, be like, hey, I got this beautiful girl. You want to date me? That means fighter. They fight him. And they get this clout. They get the look. They get this stigma with him fighting Conor McGregor. But they don't understand. Cargo Margaret can have a one, three years. But he have to steal high price hooker. <laughs> He's a hooker. He is. You understand? And, uh, and, and in a way, like now, you got all these guys. He just, he become a stepping stone. But also, you make money when you fight Conor McGregor because he's a draw, right? But how long is it going to last for? You know? Never know. Up to him. him and Dustin Poirier. I like Dustin. But both look like shit when they fight. Yeah. <laughs> Conor beat him up the first round, the second round. It, it, it didn't make no sense, right? It make no sense, right? But at the end of the day, like, uh, you have a lot of killers. You have Justin Gaethje. I believe he's the best lightweight. He should world. fight the guy that just beat um, Tony Ferguson. They're both my guys. Yeah. They both my, but 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 they, they talked, you know, but now they said they'll fight each other for the title. If they yeah, want to fight tomorrow, go for it, it's up, it's, it's up Tell to them. Tell them to go all out. Um, but let's see what happened July 10. And Justin Gaethje, I believe he's the best lightweight in the world today. But you have, you have, but the whole thing is, you have Islam Makhachev, who's Khabib's is, 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 is younger brother, coming up. You have Benil Darouz coming up, who trained with Kings, with Master Rafael. He's a killer, right? You have a lot of guys who's going to beat all these guys in the top five. You have the new guys coming up, who is better than the McGregor, the Poirier, all these guys, right? But at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, the McGregor thing is finished. It's, it's a... Uh, you know, McGregor now is going to be fighting Jake Paul, and he fighting the, he's going to fight the Kardashians, the girl. He's going to fight chicks. He's going to fight Kim. <laughs> I'll fight. Hey, Mike, I'll fight Kim Kardashian, man. You would? <laughs> yeah. You beat your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Henry's a pervert. He's a, he's a pervert. You know, but you know, that's what's going on now. Is that you know, like 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 I want to ask a question, and because. You think Jake Paul and Ben Askren was a fix, fat, or a real knockout? That's a real deal. You think it was a real deal? I'm so happy the referee didn't let him hit him again. Huh? <laughs> I'm glad the referee didn't let Jake hit that guy. Because again. a lot of people say it was, they think it's a fix. Ask Ben if it's fake. Yeah, no, it's 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 real. He he got he got clocked with that right hand. And Ben's not a boxer. He's not a striker. Okay. Really. It, it was it was unfair. You know what I'm saying? They should let me fight Ben Askren. Oh, you you punch him out too? <laughs> you kidding me? Don't hurt Ben. Then it's probably his pride is hurt so bad. I don't think so. I think he's going there. You know, he's not going to win. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, man. Well, Ali, man, it's been uh, it's it's been awesome, man. The, the time that I've had really? a chance to get to know you, Ali, and how how fighters from Russia, from the Middle East, you Pakistan, you Turkestan, everybody, the world, man, the way they treat this man from Mexico to every. I mean, I'm just, man, I would. I would love to be praised like him, Mike. You know what I'm saying? People was, respect them. He worked and people for love every him. bit of it. But but you know what, Mike? One of the things, that, like like sometimes, you know, talking to you and talking to this, and sometimes people believe in their own hype. And the one thing I always say, I'm a servant from many masters. Henry Sahulu is my master. Camaro, 
Khabib. And even the young fighters who doesn't make money, I treat him like their champion, you know. And I always say I'm a servant of mini masters. And I, I'm just a guy who cleaning a room, who making the bed, taking the garbage out. I, I never think I'm somebody like, because these guys really put their life on the line, you know. And I'm not putting my life on the line like that. And I'm grateful for all these guys. And I'm grateful for you, Mike, to give me your time Thank to you, talk with brother. you. Thank you, brother. Stop this shit. You know, I'm grateful for you to stop this shit. <laughs> people love you to the middle. You don't want to be the only person that hey, love well, people. I have to say one more thing, too. One of the, my, my, my craziest moments of my life, right, is happened. I got in some like a little fight. At one night, it was Mike. I said, Mike, I'll come back. And I go. I went to handle this one guy. He was talking a little bit crazy, and I shouldn't. And Mike, after I said, "Man, you can you can be fighting people like that." And I was like, "I was like, what's wrong with the world?" It's like I got Mike Tyson told me to chill. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That was that yeah, was for me. about you doing too much out yeah. there. And after that, I think I cut it off. Yeah. I did. You know what? Yeah, you have to stay the debonair, sophisticated gentleman that you are. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's what's up, man. Let's end it there on that. No, Ali Abdelaziz, thank you for being here on Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I'm your co-host, Triple C, a.k.a. Henry Cejudo. And I'm Mike Tyson. Have a good day. We out. Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast. And I want to take a minute to talk about DeAndre Ayton. The number one pick of the 2018 draft definitely has not gotten the attention of high-profile lottery picks Luka Doncic and Trey Young during the early going, but he has been excellent and a key part of the Phoenix Suns being on the precipice of the NBA Finals. Aiton is presenting a matchup nightmare for the LA Clippers that Rudy Gobert simply was not. Gobert is a wonderful player, deserving Defensive Player of the Year, but Aiton puts more pressure on opposing defenses. He's used his size mismatches for offensive rebounds, and he's also been able to contest shots around the basket and make life hard on the Clippers there too. So it is a huge performance for him, averaging 20 points, 13 and a half rebounds through the first four games of the series. And it's been so exciting to see a physically talented player really come into his own on the brightest stage so far of his career. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net has all the action. Basketball, the playoff battles continue as their teams make the run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing. And let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. BetOnline has you covered. If you love golf, MMA, championship boxing, they have that too. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports, the news, scores, and odds. So head to the website and use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline.net.